can see right now, without LeBron, Lakers are, are struggling. Let me tell you about a team I hate, all right? I know the Dallas Cowboys fan is here, so I had to make sure he knew how much I hate this Oh, team. I'm ready. I've often said that the people who run baseball, they try very hard to ruin it. I'm from Brooklyn. I don't have a problem saying it to his face. Oh, Brooklyn. Hey, isn't he? This is a presentation of Northeast Streaming Sports. Good morning. You're listening to the Mac and Jack Sports Show on Northeast Streaming Sports. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to NESSP in the morning with your hosts, Mac and Jack, as we'll be going over all the football information, whether it's the games that are won, we'll be previewing the new games, any NFL news. Uh, we'll also be talking a little bit of uh, boxing later on with a great boxing Hall of Famer himself, Jack Hirsch, and we'll also be talking a little bit of NBA scores in that near the end of the show. But of course, Jack, of course, we got to start off with the the uh, the NFL and and hi over there to everybody on military broadcast radio as we'll be going where they're live today also Jack so uh, the flag is appropriate for that so that's great old baby so folks uh, again welcome to our show and Jack let's start off uh, as as we should uh, first with the Cleveland Houston let's go in chronological order here since we haven't covered any of the games yet. Houston totally dominates Cleveland. Uh, C.J. Stroud throws for 274 yards. Singletary has uh, 66 yards in a touchdown. Uh, two pick sixes. The Texans have their way uh, offensively and defensively. They go to Baltimore to play the best team in the league, Jack. Let's see what Lamar Jackson, if he has an answer this year's playoffs, or does the rookie – Rookie of the Year, Offensive Player of the Year, whatever you want to call him, does he have his way with the Baltimore Raven defense, Jack? Yeah, it's intriguing. If any one team is having fun during the playoffs, having fun, it's the Houston Texans. I mean, if, if you get the feeling if they're not going to get paid for this, they'll still show up and play, Mac. Yeah. It's not so much that they're playing for the stakes. It seems they're just playing because they love the game. They're aware what's at stake, obviously. But they're playing loose. They're on a big run. They shredded that touted Cleveland Brown defense. Okay. Everyone was talking about what a great defense that the Browns had. And the Browns did have a very good year, you know, on that side of the ball. But CJ Strauss, you know, a special player. He's already one of the top quarterbacks in the league. Already at yep. this point, you can make the argument. And the Texans, as we've said before, playing with house money. The year's been a success no matter what. To anyone they're playing, it's going to be a bit uptight. And you kind of wonder when the Ravens play the Texans, whether they're going to take them a little bit for granted because it's the type of team they should win. I, I know you're not supposed to take any opponent lightly. And you're never going to say you're taking a team lightly. You're going to say you're up for this game 100% because it's the correct thing to say. But you kind of wonder whether the Ravens might go in just a little bit complacent 
looking ahead to the Kansas City Buffalo winner next week. If that is indeed the matchup who they're playing, I'm going under the assumption that Buffalo beats Pittsburgh. Otherwise, things would change. Otherwise, Pittsburgh could wind up playing Baltimore. Okay, so, so I'm taking teams likely, Matt. I'm taking the Steelers likely. You see, yes. so I'm falling into that trap in a way. But you wonder whether the Ravens are peaking a, a little bit ahead, just one game, the ultimate game that can maybe get them to the Super Bowl. But the Ravens are in a good spot. Yeah. Two games at home in the Super Bowl. And, uh, and the Texans are certainly a winnable game, but the Texans seem to be a little on a little bit of a magical run. So is it going to be destiny or you know, or it's superior team. What's going to prevail? Listen, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a really good game. Can Can C.J. Stroud do what Brock Purdy did last year as a as a rookie? Right, come in and lead his team to a championship. It's going to be very interesting, Jack. I think Baltimore may have the better defense. They they they. I don't know if they have the better running game or better quarterback. The way C.J. Stroud's been playing, but they have the most talented quarterback running and passing when it comes to Lamar Jackson. They definitely have the better athlete at quarterback, I think. Uh, I haven't seen C.J. Stroud run around like uh, uh, Jackson has yet. I, I think uh, Jack, uh, Stroud is unbelievably under pressure. He will be under pressure. He still puts the ball in the money. It's going to be a really good game. I, I don't think it's going to be a blowout like a couple of these other games where we're going to get to one of those blowouts, Jack. Kansas City. You know, Miami goes up and plays in that cold weather. Uh, Tua has problems. Uh, the only one that had a decent game was the former Kansas City Chief himself, the Cheetah. Um, you know, it, I, everybody, I, not everybody, I thought, I think uh, quite a few people thought that Miami might even win this game because of the way Kansas City's been playing all year. But they listen, Kansas City, been in the playoffs before. They didn't. They they weren't shooken by any kind of uh, a play that Miami made to come back there for a minute. They ran the ball. Pacheco ran really hard. Uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, Mahomes looked really determined uh, getting into the end zone that one time, running the ball when he had to. And his new weapon, Rice. I mean, that is Cheetah Cheetah number two coming up. Maybe not as good. Maybe not as good as him, but he's got great speed. He's a little bit bigger, and uh, and Rice really played really well, Jack. Yeah, I disregarded the weather. Shame on me. I thought Miami could win a close one, like 16 to 13, a grind them out type game, because Patrick Mahomes has had trouble with his receivers this year. They haven't really gotten into a full rhythm. Kelsey seemed to be hurting a little bit, but uh, – Kansas City's been there before, and Miami, who hit a wall late in the year, I mean, I thought they'd get it together come playoff time. And what does the future hold for the Miami Dolphins now for next year? You can't go into next year and feel you're a serious Super Bowl contender based on this year. This year, they got off to flying start with their receivers. They had the most potent offense in the league. And they were like so charismatic, the Dolphins. We thought they were going to make a very serious Super Bowl run. And they just kind of faded out at the end of the year. To lose to the Tennessee Titans in a meaningful game late in the year. If they won that game, they would have been home against Kansas City. 
And then, of course, to lose the showdown game against the Buffalo Bills the way they did, to get blown out by the Ravens the week before that. I don't know what the future holds for the Miami Dolphins. It's weird, Max. Certain coaches are riding high, like uh, Mike McDaniel, Nick Sirianni. And in a matter of, like, two, three weeks, their stock can go down substantially, or a coach's stock could go up. This morning, we're talking about Matt LaFleur. What a great coach he is. We knew he was a good coach. We would have said he was a good coach before yesterday. But now we're, we're talking about Matt LaFleur, like he's maybe on the short list of the best coaches in the NFL. Yeah, I, I mean, it, we're going to get to that in a minute. Um, you know, the, the, uh, the Chiefs will either play – uh, Pittsburgh at home. If Pittsburgh wins, or they're going to Buffalo. And no, I no, bet- no, no. Yeah, and no, no. Pittsburgh wins. Pittsburgh plays at uh, Baltimore. That's what at Baltimore. Okay. If Pittsburgh right, beats right. the Bills today. They play at Baltimore. Okay. 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 Upcoming weekend. If Buffalo wins. Kansas City plays at Buffalo next week, and Houston plays at Baltimore. I don't know if there will be a big difference as far as the temperature goes, but there might be a big difference in the snow. So, you know, if if it snows there, I don't know how Kansas City will handle that. We already saw the way they handled the cold, and of course, Buffalo plays in the snow and cold all the time. I think it'll be a good game. Uh, it'll be a good game, good matchup, whatever happens there. Kansas City can handle the cold in Buffalo. Yeah, because yeah. it'll so, be going from cold to cold, so I don't think it's going to intimidate them, you know, to to any, no. you know, to any big point where it's going to be any type of a difference maker. Quick question for you, Travis Kelsey's really falling off. Uh, you know, he's getting older. He's he announced his engagement there to uh, to uh, what's well, no, he didn't announce his engagement. Yeah, they announced their engagement. They did announce their engagement, Jack. Yeah, no, no, no. Well, they're planning on getting engaged, Matt. They announced they said, what, what it said is they announced their engagement anyway. Does did you Kelsey, see a ring, Mac? Does Kelsey I'm not talking about a Super Bowl ring? Did does, you see him give, give does, a ring? Does Kelsey, more importantly, does Kelsey retire after this year, Jack? He says no, that he's going to play you know our own jim jeff code and byron williams they said at this point in the NF- nfl season everyone is hurting everyone is physically hurting uh kelsey's taking a pounding he's taking a pounding he's probably very physically hurting like you'd see him after the game and he'd walk out with uh taylor swift first patrick mahomes walks out with his wife and behind them is kelsey uh, with Taylor Swift, but you notice the way Kelsey walks. He's kind of trudging, you know, walking, but there's not like a bounce to his step. You know, he just looks like an older guy, the way he's walking, and that's a sign that he's hurting, the pounding you're taking during the game. You know, it's very physical, but he says he's going to be back next year, and he could still perform at a very high level, but he is he the Travis Kelsey who's been one of the all-time great tight ends? Is he that anymore? Perhaps he is. You know, healthy, gets it together. Let's see what he does the rest of the playoffs. But but he's planning on being back next year. That's what he says. But he, of course, okay, a, lot of, a lot of people blame the distraction with him and, and, no, and no, as no. a reason for him, his drop-off and his performance. Uh, We'll see what happens next year. No, I don't I don't believe that for one moment. What are they gonna say? Taylor Swift's concerts on as 
entertaining anymore because of her relationship with Travis Kelsey. Come on. Maybe they do. I don't know. Green Bay. <laughs> uh, Green Bay and Dallas, uh, 48 to 32, probably the most uh, deceiving score this year in the playoffs because Green Bay was up 41 to 7 at one time or 41 to 6 at one time, 16 uh, to be exact. Jordan Love throws for three keys. Jones runs for three touchdowns. Uh, you know, Jordan's throwing sidearm. He's throwing while he's getting hit. Very accurate while he's while he's up, um, you know, up off the ground doing jump passes 40 yards down the field. I mean, Dallas defense did not have an answer for this Green Bay offense at all, Jack. Their defense looked terrible. The coaching, they weren't ready for this for this team at all. The offense looked terrible. I mean, they couldn't move the ball at all on on, on Green Bay. CeeDee Lamb was a non-factor the whole game. Um, you know, Dak Prescott was under pressure sometimes. Sometimes he tried to run with the ball. Sometimes there was nothing there as they kept switching coverages almost in the middle of the play, Jack. So the coaching staff over at Dallas, some people are saying they should just clean house and start all over again. I don't know if Jerry Jones could do that. Somebody has to stay there, Jack, to kind of to, to, to keep something going. You know, the people are talking about Bill Belichick. People are talking about, you know, uh, uh, the Tennessee coach Frank Wright maybe going there. I mean, there's a or lot Mike of – Mike Rabel, you mean. Mike Rabel, sorry. Mike Rabel going there. So there's a lot of uh, uh, rumors going around that maybe this is it for McCarthy and this is it for Quinn. I don't know, Jack. It's a big decision. I think they're going to wait till the end of the year before they make this decision. I don't think it's happening tomorrow. No, no. I mean, Jerry Jones isn't going to panic and make any type of decision. But I'm going to tell you, even though there was a great game yesterday with the Lions and the Rams, a great, great playoff game. That's what playoff football is all about. The big talk this morning and the thing that's going to lead in on all the, you know, just about every sports talk show is the cowboy game the cowboy game and the packers and it's not so much about the packers being a cinderella team winning even though people are talking about jordan love the big story this morning is are the cowboys going to be moving on from mike mccarthy and i'm going to tell you something mac it's not a question of doing what's right and doing what's wrong and Practically every scenario, if you've had a coach who's been 12 and 5, three years in a row in the regular season, you don't let him go just because you haven't had playoff success. I mean, that's the logical way, the logical thing to do. But the Cowboy fan base is so disillusioned, so fed up with their lack of success. You know, not even coming close to winning a Super Bowl, not getting to a Super Bowl, not even getting to the NFC Championship game. You have to change the culture around the Cowboys. You have to give the fan base an infusion at this point. You come back with Mike McCarthy. Where's the optimism, Matt? The Cowboys could do well during the regular season next year, and they're not going to quite have the same hope because we've seen this act before. Uh, you bring in someone else like a Bill Belichick or Mike Grable. You change the culture of the team. You give the fan base more hope. The fan base gets over this devastating loss a lot quicker. If you bring in a Bill Belichick, 
or tell, tell me this, doesn't the fan base move on from this loss a lot quicker than if you retain Mike McCarthy? There's a hangover if you retain Mike McCarthy, a hangover. It's not a question, Mac, of doing what's right based on the past. Moving forward, Mike McCarthy doesn't give you your best chance to win moving forward, well, not in the playoffs. Well, Jack, let me let me say one thing. First of all, Mike McCarthy did not lose the locker room, right? He didn't lose the locker room this year at all. He's the locker room. They're still talking. They're still together. You know, they you know they say what they got to say after a loss, but that team stayed together. I my prediction is they get rid of Quinn and maybe their offensive coordinator. I think they keep Mike McCarthy and they get rid of two of the coordinators like they did with Tomlin uh, this year. This is what they I think is going to happen. Yeah, they did. Well, yeah, they did. From coordinator. And they do it again. The head coach is accountable. Mike McCarthy was calling the plays. He was in charge of the offense this year. The offense didn't know what they were doing at times on the field. They were out of their element. There was one play in which uh, Tony Pollard and Brandon Cooks were miscommunicating. They were both running in the same direction, and they both looked back at Prescott. Both of them were expecting the ball at that moment. But, but do you blame? But do you, but do you blame? But do you blame? But do you blame McCarthy? Do you blame McCarthy for everything? All the mistakes the players make. I mean, maybe yeah. that's you know, Jack. I don't know. I think the offensive coordinator gets the team ready during the week. Whether Mike he McCarthy, is the offensive coordinator. No, no, he's not. Jack, he's not the off. He calls the plays. You know he's not the offensive coordinator. You know that the the uh, uh, what's his name son, Schottenheimer's son is a coordinator. I listen, listen. Mike McCarthy's gone twelve and five the last three years. Some teams would kill for that to go twelve and five. No one and, is killing to get Mike McCarthy. Can I tell you something? You're going to make a prediction now, Matt. I'm going right. to throw this back at you at the time. Mike McCarthy, if they move on from him is going to only land in one possible place if he gets a head coaching job, and that would be the Carolina Panthers. That would be about the only thing. And the reason the Carolina Panthers are the only team I could see him going to is because the owner seems to be a control freak, Pepper. And Mike McCarthy would be subservient to the owner, basically listen, get on board, and then try to do his thing. Okay, that that would be the only possible landing. He is not going to be in demand. He's considered a so-so coach. You could point his credentials. He won a Super Bowl years ago, but he was had some outstanding Green Bay Packer teams. Okay, most coaches that most wait 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 most coaches that win the Super Bowl have some outstanding players. Okay, fine enough. Maybe that's about that. He won a Super Bowl. You win one Super Bowl in your career, Mac. It's not a gold card. That means I would a great coaching to coach anywhere. I would add that not only the Panthers, I think the Saints and the Falcons might take a shot with McCarthy. I, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't know, Jack. I, I'm just saying, I, I don't know if you blame Mike McCarthy mm-hmm. for that loss as much as I blame Quinn. Maybe the offensive side. Yeah, I, I, you got a point. But Quinn is. You know what, Quinn like is the Cardinals are going to fire Gannon, who came from the Eagles, and hire Mike McCarthy. They're going to fire no, Gannon just, after one year. Did I say the Cardinals? I didn't say the Cardinals. I thought I you did. Okay. No, I, said, I, said the, I said the Saints and maybe the Falcons might be too. Saints were firing Dennis Allen. They we'll went see. nine and eight. We'll They're see. Not, 
Yeah. We'll see. We'll see if if they, McCarthy's available. Who knows? The the point I'm making is, they, I think Quinn is definitely gone. I think he'll be he'll be going somewhere else. And he was a head coaching candidate. Some some people wanted him as a head coach. Matt, Matt, I can I can virtually guarantee you, not one team is gonna all of a sudden fire their coach if Mike McCarthy's available because they feel they could hire him. Not <laughs> one team. Maybe you're right, Jack. Jack, you could yeah, be right. I, I just he's think not I, feel, he's not <coughs> I, I know I know how loyal gear I know how loyal Jerry Jones is to his head coaches. I think he gives McCarthy another shot. Maybe, I think, maybe, maybe. And I think and I think Dave, Daniel Quinn will be gone, Jack. That I, I know McCarthy has one year left on his contract. Okay. Right. If he didn't have the one year left, they wouldn't re-sign him. His contract would be done, it's run right, its right. course. And if they, if Jerry Jones brings him back, he's certainly not giving him an extension. So all we're going to hear about McCarthy being a lame duck. And I hate talk like that. Owners should virtually never give a coach an extension unless they're certain they want to keep him. If he has one year left on his deal, he plays his deal out. Yeah. To me, he's not a lame duck. That's what this contract is negotiated when his contract yeah. is done. Either resign them or the coach could become a free agent, just like a player. And and if the play and if the Cowboys want him around, they'll play really good for him next year if they want him to be that coach. Good morning, Rick. I know if I said that already, but glad to have you on as you're always. But this this was a bad loss. This this loss to the Packers was a devastating loss because it was totally unexpected. Let's be honest about it. It was a gimme that they were gonna win this game and advance to the next game. And if they lost, let's say, in the NFC Championship game in this manner to the 49ers, okay, they would have won a couple of playoff games. You could say they lost to a superior team. But to lose to the Green Bay Packers, while well, the Cowboys are the number two seed, to lose to the seventh seed, you know, it's bad. It's really bad. Now, the Packers might be a team that's on the rise. They might be really peaking at this point we've seen teams do this before they get better suddenly at the end of the season and they go on a playoff run we saw it with tennessee a couple of years ago you know what maybe it gets them to the nfc championship game or beyond let's see what the packers do with the niners all of a sudden that game's intriguing it's no longer gimme that the niners are going to win this game what happens if green bay goes into san francisco and wins does that lessen the impact a little bit of the Cowboys losing to the Packers. No, Just a I don't little think bit. So. I don't think so. I don't think so. You you, you really don't care. I don't play as as a coach. I don't care what happens after I win or lose a game. I don't care if if you know the, the last place team beats the first place team. Or the, I, I don't care. The thing is what you had in front of you, you, you messed up. And, and well, that's Matt, all. Matt, let me, that's let me throw it the other way. Let right. me throw it the other way. Packers going to San Francisco. Let's say that's the matchup next week. That's what's And supposed the 49ers route them. They beat them 42-10. They beat the Packers. Right. Don't you think that's going to get Jerry Jones's blood boiling even it might, more? It might, Jack. But again, I, it's all about matchups and and who's hot and who's not, who's injured, who's not injured. I mean, there's a lot of different things. As, as you saw, weather came into play other other teams and other games. There's a lot of there's a lot of variables there. Um, you know, listen, I don't think the, the the San Francisco 49ers are going to take anybody for granted. I don't think they're going to take the Green Bay Packers for granted. And I think the 49ers are, are much now. 
are a much more physical team than Dallas is. Dallas, Dallas is not even with their top five defense. They relied on speed and stuff like that. The 49ers are going to punch you in your face. And if Green Bay can handle that, more power to them. I don't think they will. If if this is the matchup that happens, I think the 49ers will beat the Packers. You know what I'm noticing? The Cowboys have no leadership amongst the players. Now, Micah Parsons is a great player. A great, yeah, great player. He's, 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 he's not, really, really good. He's, he's not a leader. This, you, know, Jack, you know, Jack, Michael, Michael Parsons' stock kind of dropped a little bit this year. I mean, they try to compare him to Lawrence Taylor. They say he's one of the best, uh, you know, the pass rushers in the league. He only had 11.5 sacks. There were a lot of people in front of him. He's, he, as you said, he's he's more of a talker off the field. And he, he's, he's, no, he's double teamed he a lot. He was putting on fresh. He was putting on a lot of pressure on Jordan. He seems, Love he seems well, yeah, but you 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 seem not to care about pressure as much as sacks when you talk most times. But he didn't seem interested in the game, Jack. He was kind of like he's really, you know, I, I, he didn't get anybody fired up. He didn't try to get anybody fired up. I mean, the Cowboys were still in the game at the end. I didn't see him over there cheering on the defense and trying to well, stop. Cowboys were never in the game. Come on, they had a push at the end if they could have stopped Green Bay. I didn't see. I didn't see Parsons. It was a, a little fun at the end. They, they, they. Uh, I won't say they worried Green Bay at the end, but there was reason for concern. Green Bay took out their starters when they were up forty-eight sixteen. And all of a sudden, their starters are coming back in, like with, you know, a little over three minutes left. Like, what's going on? We're up 16 points now. Yeah, so they did kind of concern the Packers at the end. Like, hey, where did this come from? All of a sudden, if we get a few bad bounces, a, a, a fumble or this or that, any crazy thing could happen. The thing was, the thing was, Jack, the defense couldn't stop Green Bay, period. And Micah Parsons sure didn't fire them up or sure didn't make a big play to do it. CJ, the Cowboys aren't frauds. They're 12-5. and five. They were five, top five defense, top five offense. They played uh, – they played uh, – they had a hell of a season. Uh, McCarthy well, we may get fired. Quinn, I think, will get fired. And, you know, I'm getting tired of this house money stuff. Listen, you're a team. You're in the playoffs. You don't care if you had a good season or not, whether you should be there or not. You're there. You're there at the time. You're there to win. You're not there to lose and say, hey, guys, great season. NFL football player or coach or any football player or coach says that. They don't say that. They don't think it. They want to go out and win the next game. That's you don't, Mac. Mac, you don't understand. I agree with CJ's comments, and I disagree with yours. What CJ meant by house money? Yeah, everybody keeps saying house money. No, Mac, it has to do with expectations. Jack, you don't have to explain to me what house money means. Okay, I'm not uneducated. I'm telling you, no NFL player or no coach thinks like that. When they get to the playoffs, they don't think about what happened in the Matt, regular season. You don't, you don't, you don't I, I do know, and I do know, Jack, no player or coach thinks like that. You didn't play. You didn't coach. Who don't know is not me. I'm telling you, when you get to a game, you do not think of the regular season anymore when you're in the playoffs. It's zero. I agree, zero. but you, you're, miss, you're missing the point. I'm going to ask you two questions. Right. You ask Cowboy fans today. Right. whether they had a good season or not. And most of them are going to say no because they lost in the playoffs. I know what the regular season record is, but they're not right. going to be happy. 
Are you asking them, are they happy with their season? And the answer is going to be no by most of them because of the way it ended yesterday. Wait, 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 wait. But they had the, had the Packers lost yesterday. Right. And you asked the Packer fans, were you happy with the season? The majority would have said yes, even I with did. a loss, because they were playing with house money, basically. Yeah. It was a success Jack, no matter you, what. Are you, are you listening to me? Are you, are you listening to what I'm saying? Did I mention the fans? I didn't mention the fans. Fans are fickle. I don't care well, what the fans You don't care about I the said, fans, Matt, I said, said, I said the coach or the players don't care about house money. They're there. They're in the moment. They want to win. Wait they don't a second. Care wait, 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 wait. Sean McVay yesterday, mm -hmm. he was talking about the season with the Rams, their head coach, and he right. was saying, you know, it was a really good season. Matthew Stafford was saying it was a really good season. We overachieved. Things weren't <laughs> well, expected of us. They didn't go into the game with that attitude. They went into the game that's, to because, win, that's to win. because they lost. That's why they're saying that, Jack. They, you, do you really believe? Do you really believe that they feel good that they lost that game? No one feels good when they Thank lose, you. obviously. But you take a step back and you review the season. Was it a good season? You especially should know that Mac from last year. You were gloating at the end of the season. Oh my Giants. They had a good year. They got to the playoffs. They won a playoff game. You were beaming yeah. with that. You're you were talking, playing with house money last year. And you were talking fans. about fans, Jack. If I'm a player on the Giants team and I get my ass beat by the Philadelphia Eagles the way I did, I am not happy at all as a player. I'm not happy as a coach either. So, Of course uh, not. Okay, so so what what you're saying, you're saying on the fan side, I don't disagree what you're saying about the fans, Jack. I'm just telling you as a competitor, as a competitor, you know, as a coach in the basketball that you did and, and any sport that you participated in, you don't care what happens last game. You can't you care what happens this game. What if you won last game and you lose this one, you're not happy that you won the well, last Mac, game. You take a step back and you look at the season, you look at the whole season. How it played out, are you happy with the year, how it ended up? If you were a cowboy, or if you're the cowboy front office, you're not happy. You're, yeah. say you went 12 and 5 for the third mm -hmm. year in a row. But yeah. what are the cowboys talking about? They have to make yeah. impact. When we, when, we, when we interviewed, when we interviewed McConkey, and they won the Super Bowl, and they and they, and they won a lot of games. What do you say that he thought about most? The games he lost. That's what they think about. They don't think about. They don't think about. He doesn't even think about the Super Bowl as much as he thinks about losing to the Chicago Bears that one time going in the playoffs. This is how players think, Jack. I'm a coach. I think about the things I screwed up when I lost the games. Not well, that well, I. Let's, well, 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 let's get. Let's get to the point. Do you keep McCarthy or do you move on from him? Me personally, I keep. Because I don't know if there's anybody Gee, better than that. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I keep him. He knows the players. He knows the organization. I get rid of David Quinn. Maybe I get little get him rid of my offense quarter. Yeah, maybe I do that. I probably keep him. That would be my opinion. But why do you? But well, well, you keep McCarthy, but right. you get rid of Quinn, right. who was considered to be a really top of the line coordinator. Right. Right. You move on. So you, but why Something. get rid of? Win, then. Something, 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 
Something has to be done, Jack. That that's the only reason. I think Quinn's a great. I think Quinn's a good defense coordinator. I think he, 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 he prepared. I think he prepared. I think I think he prepared. He would not prepared for what happened in Green Bay. That's what I think. I I still think he's a good defensive coordinator. I think he'll be a good defensive coordinator on a lot of teams. I just think that he was not prepared for the Green Bay Packers. They outcoached him. They could, the Green Bay Packers outcoached the the the, uh, the Dallas but Cowboys. That's down to Mike McCarthy. You could say that, and we're going to keep going around in circles for like 20 minutes here. Listen, you asked me what I thought. I told you what I thought. You think they should clear house? I, I don't necessarily disagree with you. Maybe they run it back. I don't know, Jack. I'm not Jerry Jones. I think he'll make that decision when the season's over, when he has a chance to sit down and talk to everybody, review well, what yeah, happened. Yeah, one thing about Jerry Jones. Talk to Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott had his best year ever under under McCarthy. So, I mean, you know, a lot of things are going to be taken into consideration. So let's get to the best game in the playoffs, Jack. The Rams in Detroit. Uh, it was hard for the Rams to stop that running game uh, of Detroit, especially in the beginning of the game. They were really running the ball all over them. Uh, Montgomery and uh, uh, da, da, da. the other running back there, I, I had his name there. They ran for combined, combined 82 yards and two touchdowns. Goff, almost perfect. Went 20, 22 for 27, 272 yards. St. Brown, the big receiver again, uh, nine receptions for 110 yards. Uh, and they sneaked by the Rams. The Rams were in that game, Jack, uh, until there was a bad, there was a, you, you, you mentioned it, the bad call. What did they do? Did they go for it in that fourth? And what was it, 14? Did they punt the ball? Yeah, they, well, they were close to midfield. There was a little over four minutes left. They only have one timeout left. Right. So that's not good management of your timeouts. They have only one timeout left with a little over four minutes left. In reality, you should have all three timeouts left to be able to maybe use them, you know, within two minutes of, or at about the two-minute warning. And I don't want to hear, well, you want to avoid an offside, so you take a timeout. I, I soon to lose the five yards. Those timeouts are like golden axe. So I'm thinking to myself, wait a second. It's fourth and 14. You're close to midfield. There's a little over four minutes left. And it's very hard to make a fourth and 14. This isn't a fourth and seven left thing. Fourth right. and 14. I mean, that's a, a chunky yardage. But I'm also thinking if you punt the ball and they get one first down, you're never getting the ball back. So do you you let it all ride on that fourth down play, okay? A fourth and 14, or do you punt the ball? And I'm not going to be a hypocrite, Mac. I would, at the time, I would have punted the ball. Yeah. Uh, you know, because something about 14 yards to go, that's kind of a little far. So they punt the ball. They can't stop the Lions, and that's it. You know, yeah. game's over. Matthew Stafford never has another chance. So. Yeah. On reflection, I would have now gone for it, you know, do over knowing what I know, obviously, but you kind of wonder if they had all three timeouts, maybe it makes it a little different. But they only had one timeout left and they couldn't stop the clock after, you know, the Lions executed the first down. 
Yeah, and, and and Jack, if I was going to try for that fourth and fourteen, I'm going to Nuka. Right, Nuka had a hell of a game. Together. That rookie, a uh, wide receiver, what a find in the fifth round he was. I mean, he can. It's he's hard to break down. He's got unbelievable hands. I think. Let, let me get his stats here real quick. Um, let's see, Puka Nakua, uh, ten receptions for 181 yards and one TD. Nakua was phenomenal. Unbelievable. Yeah, he is. Let me tell you what this like. I have rarely seen a home crowd as enthusiastic as the Detroit Lion crowd was yesterday. It was a New Year's Eve celebration during the game. It was like the happiest of times. And they won. And the thing about it is they're going to get another home game. Yep. Uh, next weekend, they're going to play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or the Philadelphia Eagles. And if they win that game, and then, then if the Packers beat the Niners, they'll be at home for a third game to see yeah. whether they can go to the Super Bowl. And can you believe the momentum that's going to be building up in Detroit, you know, for something like that? And imagine the Packers beat the Niners, and they're playing at Detroit in the championship game. To see who goes to the Super Bowl. If I told you, Mac, right before the Thanksgiving game when they played the Packers in Detroit this year, Mac, that's going to be the NFC Championship game. You would have laughed at me. Come on, get out of here. I you know, that's what you would have said. Yeah, I would have said the same thing. That's yes. Yes, yes. But so yeah, listen, listen, great game. Stafford is his throwing hand is cut, it's swollen. He's still out there throwing the ball around the field. Uh man, he's a warrior. Uh, you know, I listen, I think if the Ram, if the Rams could have got their running game going, it could have been a different game, Jack. Because they were throwing every down almost. I mean, he he threw for what was it, 376 yards uh on the day. Uh, you know, he put it up 36 times. Got a couple touchdowns. Kelvin Williams did get 61 yards. But, you know, it was Detroit. Listen, Detroit played really tough against the run. They wouldn't let, uh, let you know, the, the, basically the Rams had to throw every play. So uh, great job by the Detroit defense, which doesn't get enough credit. Uh, the running game, again, was was working. And Goff is, is a pinpoint passer. So well, Goff is a very good quarterback. But let me clear something up. All this talk of revenge game for Goff. Scott may have felt he was done wrong. And even McVay, the Ram coach, said the situation was handled wrong with Goff. Goff did a good job when he was with the Rams. He took him to a Super Bowl. But sometimes you need someone who could just take you to the next level. You need a little bump up. And that's why they got Matthew Stafford. And they won the Super Bowl with Stafford. I don't know whether they would have won it with Goff as the quarterback at that time. It was, a, it was a good it was a good move by the Rams to get Stafford and move on from Goff. It was. It really but it, was. But Goff is the right guy for the Lions now. I was just gonna I was just gonna say that. Would, would you say Goff is where Stafford was maybe a couple of years ago now? I mean, has he grown that much in those two years where he's equal to what Stafford was when Stafford went to the you know Super Bowl? Maybe so. I I think Stafford is a Hall of Fame caliber type quarterback. I really do. I think he's elite. I don't quite put Goff in that category, but I think Goff is very capable of leading a team to a Super Bowl victory, leading the Lions to something like that. I think in Goff, the Lions have their quarterback moving forward, okay? The jury's not out on Goff. I agree. It's his job. 
He's their franchise quarterback. Now, kudos to him. He played well yesterday, and he, I anticipate him continuing to play. Well, he doesn't make a lot of mistakes, Scott. Yeah. That's one thing about him. He, he, you got to hit him. Right. You, you, you got, they, the Rams couldn't get to him. You got to hit Goff. He fumbles when you hit him. He gets a little nervous. The Rams just couldn't get to him really last uh, yesterday, Jack. So um, Yeah, Cooper Cup, you know, Cooper Cup, is he Stafford's primary receiver anymore? Stafford's coming back next year, he said, with the Rams. So any yeah. little talk about Stafford retiring, forget about. Yeah. But it's cool. Cooper I, Cup wasn't quite as utilized as no, you know no. he's been in the past. No, Nuka, Nuka has pretty much, I think he's yeah. he's taken over as the number one receiver next year. Uh, but Cup is still great. Uh, so the winner of the Tampa Bay Eagle game, uh, uh, Lions have, as you said, have another home game. I know the Eagle fans are all excited. Dallas lost, but don't get excited yet, Eagle fans. You still have a shot of, of maybe be in Tampa Bay. Uh, you're not going to have your primary receiver, who is probably the second most important offensive player on the team, as far as as far as uh, uh, you know a a, uh, a player that's you know that's by himself. We're not talking the offensive line, which the Eagles to me is still one of the best in the league. But you know you don't have AJ Brown. Um, Hurts finger does it hurt or is, can he throw good with it? We don't know. The defense looks awful too, as, as Dallas did. So, and they're and they're tumbling, Jack. They're they're just they're 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 like a snowball. They're just they're just going downhill, and there's no nowhere to stop except in Tampa Bay. So, can Tampa Bay, Jack? And let's let's say, can will Tampa Bay beat the Philadelphia Eagles today? I don't know, Mac. Uh, what Eagle team's going to show up? I don't think the Philadelphia Eagle fans give a darn. At this moment, what happened to the Cowboys yesterday? I think all they're thinking about is getting themselves back together. You know, win a game, re regain what they had early in the year. Because this is a team that's in the free fall. That's all I think they're concerned about. It was interesting as far as the Cowboys go. What Hutchinson said, you know, for Detroit after the game. The Lions were actually looking forward to playing the Cowboys next weekend because they lost a close one to them recently, and they were really looking forward to the rematch, you know? And, and, and even though it was going to be a harder test and they were going to have to go to Dallas, they seem to be a little disappointed. They're not going to have a chance to get that revenge against the Cowboys. But as far as the Eagles and Buccaneers come go tonight, I have no idea what's going to happen. It all comes down to which Eagle team shows up. If the Eagle team we know shows up, they're going to beat Tampa Bay. They're flat out better than Tampa Bay. But this version of the, uh, the Eagle team, if, if they're continuing their free fall, they're going to lose to the Buccaneers. Mm. And talk about teams playing with house money, Mac. The Buccaneers <laughs> had a good game no matter what. Oh, my God. I, some I, wish I, had, the I wish I had a dollar. I wish I had a dollar every time you said house money now. I mean, you're just – you're not, you're overusing that phrase, Jack. But there's let's, some let's, pressure on let's the Buccaneers. Say Tampa Bay, let's say Tampa Bay had a good regular season – a better uh, regular season than expected. I don't know. I mean, they they, they, it's not like – It wasn't Yeah, but it wasn't – not a lot to say about that, Jack. I mean, who they beat? The Saints and out the Saints and the Falcons and the Panthers. I mean, you know, whatever. Hey, they're there. It's the moment. They have a shot. I watched Baker Mayfield. They seem confident. They're not talking a lot of stuff. They're they're pretty healthy. Uh, who knows? 
I mean, maybe well, well, what I'm saying, I don't know if it's house money tonight, the term I use, because this is a game the Buccaneers is thinking, wow, we have a good chance of winning this game. The Eagles have been terrible lately. They're hurting. A.J. Brown is out, hurts his fingers, you know, not the best of shape. And the there's dissension in the Eagles locker room, uh, you know, supposedly. Yeah. We can win this game. We've got it together. We're at home. we got the crowd behind us. So from that perspective, yeah, they there might be a lot of disappointment with the Buccaneers if they lose tonight. But yeah. let's say the Buccaneers win, and they're going to Detroit next weekend. Yeah. Who is it? Who is expecting them to actually beat Detroit and Detroit? The Come same on, people, The same people that expected the Packers to beat Dallas. So those are the people that yeah, are. Oh, yeah, very few. There you okay, go. Very so, no, no, no. So, so, so let's. And then if they lose, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You know, it's wait. okay. Let's 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 just suppose it. So the Eagles go. They play Tampa Bay. Uh, Tampa Bay beats the Eagles. Now we just talked about what can happen to Dallas. What happens to that Eagle coaching staff? I mean, the defensive coach, uh, uh, what's his name uh, from from the Patriots? Is not having any any fun over there with the Eagles. The offensive coordinator is new this year. They changed defensive coordinators at the end of the year. Sirianni is arguing with people and he's crying. I mean, what what's going on over there? What 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 happens to the Eagles, Jack, if they lose to Tampa Bay? A lot of times, the most of the time, I think it's the relationship the coach has with the GM. If Nick Sirianni and the Jim Holly Roseman have a really good relationship all along. I think he stays, unless the owner, okay, Jeff Laurie steps in. Because the owner could override the GM and do whatever. And if the owner insists on a coaching change, it happens. But if the owner defers to the GM, the coach's fate is in the hands of the GM. And it depends on the relationship. I said that with the Giants. Brian DeBow, he's in no danger because he has a great relationship with his GM, Joe Shine, who brought him over from Buffalo. I'm not sure of the relationship with Howie Roseman and Nick Sirianni because if things start going downhill and they've started going downhill, Howie Roseman must be thinking, I make the right personnel moves, but it's not looking good because of the coaching. Now you see a fracture. The question is this. Does Nick Sirianni need to win this game to save his job? As crazy as it is, he might need to win it tonight. And let's say he wins it. Is that enough? If they go into Detroit and lose, is that enough? Obviously, if they win the next two games, and then let's say they're in the NFC Championship game in San Francisco, I mean, you know, they lose that. This is a crazy scenario, and Pags would love this. Picture this happening, Matt, okay? And Pags would love this if he wanted to show. The Eagles win tonight. Then they go to Detroit, and they win there, you know, next weekend. And the Packers beat the Niners. The Eagles would be hosting the NFC Championship game against the Packers. And all of a sudden, the Eagles would be favorites. And I'll tell you this. If the Eagles ever came one game away from the Super Bowl, all the dissension is out the window and everyone starts pulling together. We're all of a sudden one game from the Super Bowl. I mean, crazy it's, things happen it's, in this it's league. It's possible, but if the Eagles get by Tampa Bay, there are no way they're beating the Detroit Lions. That's not happening, Jack. They're, they're, I, I can almost say that 100%. They're not beating Detroit. 
So let's let's get to let's get to Pittsburgh and, and Buffalo. Uh, we'll finally get. To I'm going to quote game. you for Pats on that one. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go yeah. ahead. Uh, you know he may be crying after today. Who, who knows? <laughs> the Steelers, the Steelers and the Bills are finally playing. The governor says we're any, we are not. We are not again extending this and and playing another game. The weather will still be a factor. Uh, you've got the very physical Pittsburgh Steeler offense going to run the ball straight ahead. At the Buffalo Bill defense, can Buffalo Bill stop that that strong running game? You're going to have Buffalo with that quick uh, James Cook. Uh, can that you know? Can that running work? Can he jump around and make cuts and slash? That'll be a big question. The bigger question to me, Jack, is between the two quarterbacks. Will Josh Allen go back to checking it down, being patient, and not throwing the ball crazy? And can Mason Rudolph hit those two big plays? Down the field, off play action, that might win the game. That's the question I have. Well, I don't know what the footing is going to be. Uh, you know, we know what the weather is in Buffalo, and the conditions really aren't going to be good. They're going to, you know, very cold. And Mason Rudolph's job is basically just manage the game. Pittsburgh's going to have to run the ball with Najee Harris. They're going to have to run the ball successfully because if they don't, it's the only path to winning this game is to come up with a tremendous defensive effort. And it's hard for me to envision them keeping, yeah, keeping Josh Allen completely in check. I mean, it's just hard to envision. I mean, I, I look for Buffalo to win this game decisively today. I mean, they're on a little bit of a run, but nothing should surprise us in these playoffs. Look what happened with the Packers, you know, in Dallas. You know what's the element, too? If Buffalo does win this game, they would be playing Kansas City on Sunday. But right. Buffalo would have two days less rest than Kansas City. Kansas City plays Saturday night. And even though this Buffalo Bill game is late afternoon, you know, it ends early evening. So essentially, right. Kansas City is going to have two extra days rest because the game got moved over day. The NFL can't move this over an additional day to Tuesday. I mean, the playoffs are this weekend coming up. Are you going to have and one of the teams play a really, real, real short rest? Not just a little short rest, but from a Tuesday game to a Sunday game. And could you imagine the Bills playing on a Tuesday and then having to play on Sunday? And the Chiefs have three additional days rest. As it is, they would have two additional days rest. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, you know, what are you gonna do? You can't stay. You can't control weather. So, I mean, it is what it is. I imagine. I imagine the Bills will be ready to play and two days rest. They're gonna have to. They're gonna have to suck it up. That may make them tired in the beginning, Jack. But once that, once those juices flow, uh, you know, towards the end of the game, uh, they'll be they'll be okay. So, you know, I, it is unfair, but there's nothing that anybody could do about it except if they want to cancel the game and extend the game out to. You know, the Kansas City Buffalo game out a couple days to make it more even. I don't know. I don't know what they'll do. So let's, you know, folks, we, we do have a uh, uh, where we pick against the spreads in the playoffs. We did it all year. Jack won the yearly one for those tuning in the first time. He won the regular season uh, pick against the spreads. Right now, we're doing the same thing in the playoffs. Right now, um, uh, let's see if I give you the, the things here. Jim and Keith Angle, Jim Jeffco, Keith Angle are at three and one right now. There's a lot of people at two and two. Sonia, Linda, me, 
uh, Jack and the Philly sports guy are all at two and two. And the only one with not one win yet is Byron Williams. The one that's supposed to be helping Jim Jeffcoat. And uh, I guess that Jim's going to have to start helping Byron now. So we'll <laughs> switch roles there. Jack, well, Jim did the Cowboy game right from what I understand. He said yeah. the Cowboys are going to win, but the Packers will cover the points. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, but, they, you know, they, guy, he technically got it right. Yeah, yeah. So big boxing news, Jack. Uh, better be beats. Uh, uh, is it Williams he fought? I'm trying to remember the guy. Uh, Callum, Callum Smith. Smith, okay. right. Like Callum Smith. heavyweight contender. Yeah, better beef is a beast, an absolute beast. Uh, he's in his late 30s now, he, around 39. And he stopped Callum Smith in seven rounds. Uh, Frank Leturz and myself saw this result coming. Some people are giving Callum Smith a real shot at beating Better Beef. They pointed to his age. And, uh, you know, after the fight, Tony Bellew, former champion who's a commentator for matchroom boxing, and Better Beef isn't a fighter for matchroom boxing, hinted, well, fighters don't get better at that age. Maybe they should check, check it like in baseball. What happened? A finding came back that one of Better Beef's levels were raised, but it wasn't illegal. It wasn't right. illegal. It was considered a normal thing in the body that happened, that no laws were broken. So Tony, so it's kind of like guilt by association. Like if an athlete turns in top performances in their, you know, in an advanced age, we're automatically suspicious. What are we supposed to do? Be suspicious because Tom Brady performed well in his 40s? Come on. No one was suspicious yeah. of that, and they shouldn't have been. Yeah. And Tony Bellow, it's interesting. When another matchroom fighter, you know, tested positive for something, Tony Bellow really didn't make a fuss about it, but he's bringing up better beef in this. You know, and he's, what could, what could I tell you? But a great performance by Better Beef. Yes. You know, he, he really kept the pressure on. I think he beats Dimitri Baval. He stops him. A lot of people might pick Baval because of his boxing. I think he just puts the pressure on Baval and eventually breaks him. Yeah. Yeah, listen, I, I've, watched, I've, I've watched Better Beef's workout. I've watched his fights. And his workout is, is second to none. I don't know how he does what he does at his age. Um, he, he, as you said, he's a beast. He's a monster. He's, he's a machine. The guy is something else. Uh, I, yeah. I think I think he would be the ball too. NBA yesterday, the Heat beat up on the Hornets. Everybody beats up on the Hornets. 104 to 87. The Nuggets beat the Pacers. I mean, the Indiana's been hot lately. 117 to 109. The Kings edged the Bucks. 143 to 142. The Timberwolves outlast the Clippers. 109 to 105. And Phoenix has their way with uh, with Portland. 127 to 116. Draymond Green will be back today on the court. We'll see if he can control himself or not. I imagine for a couple games he'll be okay. You know what I mean? I you know I don't want to put Draymond down because he might be a very good person. Okay, he doesn't he, he doesn't strike me as a bad person. It's impulse control. Draymond Green is liable to do something on the split second on an impulse. <clears throat> It doesn't make him a bad person, but how do you control that? I'm not sure, but you have to be able to control it. We'll see. To. We'll see because it yeah. really hurts. It hurts the team when he's not there. And he's hurting himself. He's hurting yeah, himself. I agree. In the league, 
can only put up with so much, you know, after I, a while. I definitely agree with that. Uh, Dwayne Wade will have a statue outside Miami Stadium. Uh, well, there you go. I was just going to say that, Jack. Um, today's games, the Knicks, six or, six or seven and one since they've gotten a Nubo playing the Magic. Should be able to win them. I think they're favored by seven points. <laughs> Great trade. I mean, a big trade that I, that, that I didn't see coming. And really, uh, they got some chemistry on the Knicks right now. I don't know. I know it's early. I'm not too it's excited. Early. It's still early on but that. I do like what I see right now as a team. They are playing well together. I don't think it's going to be a star or they just build their bench up, Jack. I'm not sure where they're going to go here. But the center has been playing lights out. Uh, the big boy inside. I mean, they, they just look good out there right now. Yeah, yeah. They're not beating the strongest teams, but the chemistry is good. That's the most important thing. The chemistry has been good with you know, on a no-be on deal so far. And he's Tom Thibodeau's type of player. Yeah. You know, you want the players to blend into the system that the coach is setting. And they, they were only going to go so far with R.J. Barrett and Emmanuel Please. quickly. They're Please. two nice pieces. But, you know, let's see what happens this season because there's such parity in the NBA. It, it's crazy. Like one year ago, Matt, I picked the Minnesota Timberwolves to win the NBA title, and they fell flat. Right. And you guys could have laughed at me about it last year, the, the, how – Jack picked the Timberwolves to win the NBA title. If I did it this year, which I didn't, okay, I wouldn't be looking bad this year. Wow, right. you know, Anthony right. Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns, Rudy yeah. Gobert, these guys, you know, really impactful. Even Orlando Magic are playing well. The weak teams, like the Houston Rockets are competitive. Okay, yeah. yeah. Sacramento's shown they're not a flash in the pan. I mean, that's such great parity in the NBA. The NBA is great as far as competitiveness goes. We got we got the uh, Spurs at Atlanta. Boston uh, will visit Toronto. The Heat go up to Brooklyn. The Thunder visit the Drowning Lakers. I don't know if they're going to send them a life preserver or not. Uh, I don't think the coach is long for the season, Jack. I think uh, I think he'll be gone after. Winning. They won the in-season tournament, I So that's your conference. They were having a fan in L.A. That's your, that's your conference. Let me tell you, if the right. in-season tournament catches on, can yes. you imagine years from now we look at players' legacies, how many in-season tournaments oh, yeah. they yeah. won a franchise? Well, of well, fame consideration. Stature, you never know. I know. Uh, of course, we have uh, coming up right when the NFL gets over. We got that new league coming up to combine USFL, XFL. I don't know if we'll cover it or not, Jack. We might because, you know, maybe maybe there'll be some good football. If they can get close to the way the USFL was when Jim Kelly was there, Steve Young was there, players like that, if they can get close to that, I'd watch it. I don't think they will, though. They've got to have a good dynamic passing game. Handoffs and a bunch of short passes are going to be boring. They've got to have some big game players. You know, guys, highlight real players. And they I need mean, some, it's got to be entertaining the game. And they That's need the they need like they had back then owners with money. I don't know if they have that. Because they had, they were signing players for more than the NFL was offering them, and that's what made the USFL very competitive at the time. So, well, they I mean, might, I, uh, yeah. I don't know, Jack. I don't know. Rock, uh, the Rock, 
who's yes. just, you know in charge of that league came on and he said this league is for the player who's the last cut of an NFL team. It well, gives them a chance to play in a, a path yeah, back to the NFL. I don't like that. I want I want the number one draft yeah. choice going to this new league. Folks, have a great day. Thanks for joining us. Beyond tomorrow, same time. Coffee and sports are right after us. On Roku, have a great day. And